0: we're in the middle of looking at Jesus Christ's letters to the seven churches in Revelation chapters 2 and 3 and we are looking at the church in Thyatira and you will find this in verses 18 verse 18 to the end of the chapter and here is a church that in many ways is a model church they love the lord and they have grown in their love and service who wouldn't want to be a member of such a church and they're living in this rich uh, place where uh, there are many trade guilds a bit like trade unions uh, that if you want to be on the up In society, uh, you have to uh, pay allegiance to uh, the Roman emperor who is worshipped as God. And that's where the pressure is coming from in this church. Now, I'd rather not preach on the verses that we're going to consider tonight, because Jesus Christ, who's the head of the church in Thyatira and the churches throughout the ages, he's got X-ray eyes, right, right? And it says here, these things, so let's read, these things, says the Son of God, who has eyes like a flame of fire, and his feet like fine brass. I know your works, so these are the positives we've already looked at, love, service, faith, and your patience, and as for your works, the last are more than the first. Brilliant. But then those x-ray eyes see right through. And there is a nevertheless. Doesn't your heart sink when you hear Jesus say, nevertheless, there is a sinking feeling to be had. And here I'm sure uh, the church had that feeling. Nevertheless, I have a few things against you. Because you allow that woman Jezebel ...who calls herself a prophetess to teach and seduce my servants... ...to commit sexual immorality and eat things sacrificed to idols. And I gave her time to repent of her sexual immorality... ...and she did not repent. Indeed, I will cast her into a sickbed... ...and those who commit adultery with her into great tribulation unless they repent of their deeds, I will kill her children with death, and all the churches shall know that I am he who searches the minds and hearts, and I will give to each one of you according to your works. Now, what do the x-ray eyes of Jesus Christ see in this seemingly Healthy church. Well, unbeknown to them, there was a spiritual cancer growing inside of them. And you can sometimes feel all right and not realize that there is a cancer in you. And slowly it is spreading. And it is spreading into the vital organs of the church. And unless something is done about it, it will eventually. destroy the church. Now, when somebody says you've got cancer, you take notice, don't you? The the word cancer has that seriousness about it. Well, here, Jesus Christ gives a name to the spiritual disease in Thyatira. He calls it Jezebel. Now, no one calls their daughters Jezebel, Uh, Jezebel was a wicked queen in the 8th century BC that was married to King Ahab. He was a weak man and Jezebel influenced not just Ahab, but the whole nation of Israel. That's why our reading was about Elijah challenging Ahab. And in Jezebel's time, uh, the nation of Israel turned away from the Lord and as well as worshipping Jehovah, they kind of held to the Lord in one hand, but then in the other hand, they held the Baals and the Ashtaroths, who, incidentally, were the fertility gods, the God that gave you success. And now, in the first century AD, you have this other Jezebel. This wasn't probably her real name. Uh, Jesus is giving her this name to show just how serious. Her influence is. And she is causing the church in Thyatira to, yes, profess uh, worshipping Christ on the one hand, but also they're turning aside uh, not to the Baals and the Astaroths now, but to the equivalents of those. And Jesus is rebuking the church for two things. He's rebuking them for the problem, which is Jezebel, and that's what we're going to look at first. And then he's rebuking them for not dealing with the problem. So there are two things there we've got to consider. And I don't know if I've got much positive things to say. (laughs) But if there is a spiritual disease, then the most positive thing you can do is identify it and do something about it isn't that right so let's look at what jesus identifies here this jezebel what exactly were the Baals and the Ashtaroths in thyatira and what's the danger for us today well as i said at the start here were christians that were loving the lord but they were under pressure and it was a wealthy town or city. And if you wanted to get on in your work, uh, you had to sometimes uh, go to the religious festivals. You had to uh, worship, uh, throw incense and pay homage to uh, Caesar as God. Uh, you uh, were forced to mix In this way the establishment if you like was putting this pressure on the people here's Douglas Kelly I think he puts his finger on it this is the kind of mindsets that we're thinking of here let's mingle with people during the week let's go to their religious services and participate in their feasts. Then they will realise that we too know how to have fun and that we are not judgmental of them. It's fine to be in the Christian church, but do not get narrow-minded if everybody else is doing it. Why do we have to be different? It's subtle, isn't it? Of course, there's nothing wrong in being a part of society. We're called to be in the world. But this is the key. We're not of the world. And the influence of Jezebel was to make these Christians who were born of the Spirit and who were not of the world was to subtly make them to want to be like the world. There is a seduction going on there. Listen to James. Do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Again, that does not mean to say that we can't have non-Christian friends. Of course we can. And it does not mean that we can't be an influence for good in society. We are to be salts. Where God has put us. And it does not mean that we can't appreciate uh, the good gifts of God, uh, culture, etc. What it's talking about is a mindset, an attitude. And what Jesus is saying to the Thyatians, what James is saying in that verse, is if you're born of Christ, you will have a completely different mindset. To the world. We are not of the world. Now look how Jesus puts it. Let's read in detail what he says. Nevertheless, I have a few things against you. And then this is what Jezebel is doing. Seducing, teaching and seducing my servants. To commit sexual immorality and eat things sacrifice to idols now let's explain those two words sexual immorality some translations don't have sexual immorality they just have fornication and it's a more accurate translation and in other parts of revelation where the same word is used in the greek it does not mean sexual immorality it means spiritual fornication in other words it means going away from the one that we're betrothed to We know that, don't we? As Christians, we are the bride of Christ. And Jesus Christ is rebuking the bride here for being unfaithful to her prospective husband. And you have this in the Old Testament, in many of the prophets. Let me just read Hosea 1, 2. For the land has committed great harlotry by departing from the Lord. Now, it may involve sexual immorality, But the root meaning is being unfaithful to Christ. And then, of course, uh, the uh, eating of things sacrificed to idols. This was the religious feasts. And we mustn't think of these religious festivals as some harmless uh, meal. It was uh, a time of uh, sensuality. Uh, I guess it would have been like... uh, Uh, some of the sessions, as they called them, when I was in university, our non-Christian friends would go for a sesh. Do they still use that word? And what it would mean was this. They wouldn't go to the pub to have a nice meal, but they would go to plaster themselves, to get completely drunk. And then they would go back to their rooms afterwards and commit sexual immorality. Now, this is the kind of thing that tended to go on. ...in these religious festivals. So do you get the flavour here... ...of what the pressure was like... ...upon these Christians? This influential lady... ...who was a teacher in the church... ...she was basically saying... ...now then, it's good that you're a Christian... ...it's good that you love Jesus Christ... And of course, you want to influence people around you. So, you can't just be in a holy huddle. You've got to be part of society. And again, that's good. But then she would go further than that. And she would say, but people have to see that you're just like them. You don't want to come across as narrow-minded. You don't want to come across as somebody who doesn't enjoy life. Just show them. That you're just like them. And even in some parts of the churches at this period, people were saying, it doesn't matter what you do with your body. Uh, The body is intrinsically evil. That's what they were saying. So do what you like with it. Can you see the confusion here? The seduction to seduce somebody means you lead them astray. They're not aware of it how did we sing about that you know i'm scared when i consider the kind of society we are in today it's very similar isn't it to the kind of situation that faced the believers in Thyatira in one sense that's encouraging because there's nothing new under the sun we are not facing a new situation today we don't need to panic The grace of Jesus Christ, which can enable these ordinary believers to be strong and not to give way in such a pressurized environment, that same grace is available to you and me and to our young people and to our children. But the pressure is still great, isn't it? So what's, what's your prayer? Is it not what we were singing Oh, let me feel thee near me. The world is ever near. We're not thinking now of the birds singing in the trees, the forest glades, the mountains, the streams, the beauty of the creation. That's not what we're thinking of. We're not thinking of the good things of life. This attitude. The world is ever near. I see the sights that dazzle. The tempting sounds I hear. My foes are ever near me, around me. And what's worse? They're within, aren't they? But Jesus, draw thou nearer and shield my soul from sin. Lord, help me. Do you pray that? Lord, help me. Protect me. Protect me. Keep my mind, O Lord, from being seduced. It's so easy. So that's the first thing Jesus recognizes, this horrible spiritual disease, this compromise where believers are being led astray by this powerful woman that they can hold Jesus on the one hand and the world in the other. That's just impossible. You can't do it. And then the next thing he rebukes the church for is the toleration of this Jezebel. So if you go back uh, to verse 20, Nevertheless, I have a few things against you because you allow that woman Jezebel. You allow this to happen. Now, there's an interesting comparison here between Thyatira and Ephesus. Do you remember the church in Ephesus at the start of uh, Revelation chapter 2 the church in Ephesus was zealous in dealing with the Jezebels but they lost their first love the church in Thyatira is increasing in love but it's gone all soft Um, Warren Wearsby I think it's Warren Wearsby he's uh, very good here the Ephesian church was weakening in its love yet faithful to judge false teachers Thyatira was growing in its love, but too tolerant of false teaching. Both extremes must be avoided in the church. Speaking the truth in love is the biblical balance. Unloving orthodoxy and loving compromises are both hateful to God. I wonder which is our danger. Maybe our personalities will veer to one or the other. There's only one right way speaking the truth in love. Now, if you look further down, even though this woman is doing the damage, she's being used. She's a pawn, right? She's a pawn in the hands of somebody else. Do you know who's really behind it? Uh, Jesus further on says, verse 24, who have not known, towards the end of the verse, who have not known the depths of Satan. It's Satan who's behind it, all right. It's the devil who is trying to corrupt the church. Here is a model church in many ways because of their growing love. And what Satan wants to do is spoil it. That's what he wants to do. Now, I'm going quickly here, but I'm not going to give you the verses in Revelation the devil is portrayed in different ways he's portrayed as the beast from the sea that talks about the devil attacking through government persecution that could come to us, government persecution and then there's the beast from the earth and that's the devil attacking through bringing false teaching into the church and then there's Babylon the harlot and I think this is the most relevant here this is the devil attacking by seducing god's people by corrupting their morals uh, john Stotz put it like this if the devil cannot destroy the church by persecution or by heresy he will try to corrupt it with evil and i think this is what he's doing in thyatira it's this corrupting influence of jezebel there's probably a teaching involved but it's more like uh, this kind of influence don't make a stand for the saviour. You don't want to come across as extreme. Just show people that you are normal, that you can uh, do certain things that maybe isn't right, but at least you'll be able to influence them. It's that kind of emphasis. Now, why did the church tolerate her? Why did they? do you think if we had such a jezebel in our midst that we would tolerate her do you know what seduction involves it means being hoodwinked it means being taken in does anybody here think that they're immune do you let me remind you of aaron One of the leaders with Moses of the children of Israel when they came out of Egypt. Aaron was taken in by the people when he gave in to their request to build the golden calf. Aaron was taken in. If you think it was just limited to the Old Testament, what about the New Testament? What about another leader in the church? Peter, one of the pillars of the church. Peter, and I'm not referring now to Peter's fall during the crucifixion of Jesus Christ, but Peter later on, the same Peter after he'd been baptised with the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost, that Peter was taken in by the Judaizers in Galatia. He was completely hoodwinked by them so that the apostle Paul had to correct him. Can you see the subtlety? So if an Aaron and if a Simon Peter are seduced... What hope is there for you and for me? So the leadership in Thyatira were completely taken in. Doesn't it make you cry, Help, Lord? <laughs> keep, keep me, keep us, keep us. You know, it's not for nothing that the devil is called the father of lies, it's not for nothing that the devil is likened to a serpent. I'm fascinated with snakes. So are you fascinated with snakes? I've got a love-hate relationship with them. It's better when you see them at the other side of a thick pane of glass. But this is true. The more colourful the snake, the more poisonous. The, The more attractive the seduction, the more dangerous, the more dangerous. and then Jezebel was a woman now i am not being a misogynist right do you know who was the founding member of the church in thyatira do you know who was the first convert in thyatira she wasn't converted in thyatira she was converted in philippi she was lydia she was a rich businesswoman and when she was on a business trip In Philippi, she heard the Apostle Paul preaching and the Lord opened her heart. Wonderful. So at some point, she returned to Thyatira and she was the founding member of the church. Now, listen a rich businesswoman starting the church. Is it possible that that gave the leadership of the church a soft spot for women teachers? Is it possible? Some commentators think that the Jezebel mentioned here was the Lydia that was converted. But there's no evidence for that. But is it possible that this Jezebel was related, maybe, to the founding member, Lydia? Is it possible that the members of the church put Lydia on such a pedestal that somebody related to her was never going to be questioned? It is possible, isn't it? And then very quickly, Jesus' counsel. We're not going to finish this tonight, but Jesus' counsel. I, verse 21, gave her time to repent of her sexual immorality, and she did not repent. Indeed, I will cast her into a sickbed, and those who commit adultery with her into great tribulation, unless they repent of their deeds. I will kill her children with death, That means with pestilence. I will kill her children with pestilence and all the churches shall know that I am he who searches the heart. What's Jesus' counsel? It's scary. Do you know what he says? Repent or else. Jesus is a tender saviour, right? He is meek. But he's not to be messed with. He's not tame. Jesus is saying to this church, like Elijah in many ways, to the people on Mount Carmel, don't halt between two opinions. Don't sit on the fence. Either I am Lord or these other things are your God's that's what he's saying, the fact that he doesn't uh, speak to the leadership separately shows that Jezebel was part of the leadership team, so he's basically telling them deal with this cancer or else or else, now that's scary isn't it, the children here, her children, they're not her physical children, they're her followers, I will kill her children, so Jesus is saying two things here, unless you repent, I will bring judgments, now no Christian is going to come again under God's judgment in terms of his judicial wrath, right, Jesus Christ has taken all of that, upon the cross there is no more condemnation to any who are in Christ Jesus praise God but Jesus chastises his children he chastises he loves us too much to spoil us and Jesus is threatening here to chastise Jezebel and her followers unless they repent What is the chastisement? Two things. A bed of sickness. Her bed of harlotry, her bed of unfaithfulness is going to be turned into a bed of sickness. And even death. Those are chastisements. Do you believe that? Now, it's the church that Jesus is addressing here. It's not the world. It's the church he's addressing. Now, this is a delicate area Because we live in a fallen world and being part of a fallen world as Christians means that we get ill. And most of the time that does not mean that we are being chastised, right? But sometimes an illness is a chastisement to bring us to our senses. Let me refer you to Corinthians. There were people in the church in Corinth we haven't got time to read the verses, but it's in 1 Corinthians 11, there were people there who were abusing the Lord's Supper. I heard Elwin Davis speaking on it, and he said that they were abusing the body of Christ, not so much the bread, but the church as the body of Christ, so that when they gather together around the Lord's table then, because they were uh, not right with one another, That that's what Paul was talking about. But this is the principle. There were people that were sinning willfully in the church at Corinth in the context of the Lord's Supper. And Paul says some of you are sickly as a result. That's scary. At the start of the book of Acts, you've got two I believe genuine Christians, Ananias and Sapphira. And all they did, well, all they did was say to the apostles, we're giving all of our money to the Lord. But in their hearts, they kept some of it back. So in effect, they lied to the Holy Spirits. And God struck them down. He struck them with death. Now, I believe Ananias and Sapphira went to heaven. They were saved. They were believers, but they were chastised. They were made an example of. And do you know what happened as a result of that? Great fear came upon the churches. And that's what Jesus is saying here. Deal with this Jezebel. Deal with this cancer. Cut it out or I will visit. I will kill her children, verse 23, with death. And all the churches shall know that I am he who searches the minds and hearts. I am the one. Oh, my friends, Jesus' x-ray eyes, he's not even interested in the outward. He wants our hearts to change. As another prophet said, rend your hearts. Change your hearts and not your garments. We're so good, aren't we, at changing the outward. But that's not what interests Jesus Christ. He wants our hearts to be soft. He wants tender hearts. We haven't got it in our recordings, but Wesley prays this. It's a good prayer. Ah, give me, Lord, that tender hearts that trembles at the approach of sin, a godly fear of sin impart implants, and roots it, not just outward, deep within, that I may dread thy gracious power and never dare to offend thee more. Do you know who had a tender heart in the Old Testament? A certain king called Josiah? had a tender heart because his heart was tender. God didn't just Israel in his day. Oh, may we have tender hearts. Maybe you're worried that you are seduced. Well, can I say, sometimes those believers who worry that they are guilty of this are not guilty of it. Maybe you've got a tender heart already. Oh, for every one of us, To have soft hearts. Soft hearts. Have you heard of Chuck Colson? Charles Colson? He was one of those involved in the Watergate scandal that brought down President Nixon. I think he... Was he one of Nixon's advisors? He was guilty. And God used that to bring Charles Colson to repentance. He was born again. There's a film about it called Born Again, I think. And Charles Coulson wrote this as I come to a conclusion because we're COVID aware. So we've got to be careful. He wrote this: repentance. This is what Jesus is saying to the Thyatirians: repent of this seduction. Don't just deal with the outward, don't just deal with the Jezebel. But look to your hearts. Repent. And repentance, according to Colson, is the process, interesting, the process by which we see ourselves day by day. It's not a one-off. We see ourselves day by day as we really are sinful, needy, dependent people. That's a soft heart for you. We don't say to ourselves, I'm all right, I'm all right. I can go anywhere in the world. I can just mix with whoever I want. I'm all right. That's not a soft heart, is it? That's a proud heart. A soft heart says, Lord, help. Lord, help. I'm as unstable as water in and of myself, but you are strong. Lord, help me stand. Can you pray that? I don't know your circumstances. I don't know the pressures that are upon you. But I know this. Jesus is full of truth and grace, more full of grace than we have sinned. Praise God. And if you say to King Jesus, help me to stand, help me to not compromise, he will help you. He will help you. And he'll do it in such a way that it's not an unloving orthodoxy but it's a winsome uh, steadfastness. That's Christianity, isn't it? Not the two extremes. L- let me conclude with this. Martin Luther, one of my heroes, uh, when he uh, came to his deathbed, uh, we were looking at the deathbed this morning, well, Luther's deathbed, uh, he wrote either in German or Latin, next to his bed, the words, we are beggars all. We are beggars Imagine, Luther had been mightily used of God in the Protestant Reformation. Luther changed the whole face of Western Europe. Well, God changed it through Luther. Imagine being used on that scale. And at the end of such a life, all Luther could say of himself was, we are beggars all. I think that's a soft heart, isn't it? We are beggars all. But praise God, he is all together he is all together we're going to sing now my hope is built on nothing less than jesus blood and righteousness i dare not trust the sweetest frame but wholly lean on jesus name we just don't trust ourselves at all but we depend on our jesus heaven just please give us tender hearts like that of king josiah of old and whatever the circumstances we find ourselves in and how increasingly like those that faced the tyrants we find ourselves in uh, such situations oh lord just help us to stand firm not to be fuddy uh, but to be in the world but not of it lord forgive us for are often compromising uh, not just behaviors but attitude Oh, just give us hearts that are completely in love with jesus christ our beautiful uh, bridegroom oh lord do not let us play the harlots anymore but let us to the lord our god with contrite hearts return for our god is gracious nor will he leave the desolate to mourn. We thank thee that when we are faithful to thee, then thou dost prosper us in our ways. And now may that grace of the Lord Jesus and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all as we go out into the world for this week, uh, for now and forevermore. Amen.